Uh, this episode of the Horror Show is brought to you by Spoke Spoke Spooky Man. Sp- oh boy, that's a that is quite the name. Um, I, I don't know your real name, Spooky Man. Uh, Joshua Collins. And Tom Rose, thank you guys so much for donating. They donated over at patreon.com forward slash I hate horror. So if you can support monetarily, uh, head over there to do it. Uh, up next is Disturbing Behavior, and Rachel is back for one more episode. Uh, and then, then Joe's coming back. So um, for all you f- fucking loser Joe fans, he, he's back. So enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to the Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Sean. How are you? Oh, uh, shit. You know what? What? Um. Okay, we need to do one thing real quick. Oh, but you won't be here next time. I know. I'm so sad. I um, am too. So, yeah, so so everyone, this is Rachel's... I'm all distracted. We just did like a clap thing for five minutes, uh, and now we're we're doing whatever. Um, so Rachel, this is your last episode, we think, at least for now. Yeah. So but for... I think you'll be a fill-in when... What were you going to say? I was just going to say for everyone who's like, Jesus, this bitch, I'll be gone next week. And for no, every, <laughs> I've had a lot of, no fun one really me. said it. Okay. No one really said that. I mean, I'm really happy. Like I said last week, I'm really grateful that you let me fill in for Joe. Uh, I'm a fan of the show before. I mean, like first and foremost, I'm a fan of the show. So I was very nervous about fucking everything up. And I'm honored that you had me fill in for him. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's very sweet of you. It's, you're a darling. You're a darling. Thanks. Um, and thank you for coming on and and uh, watching these movies and TV shows. Uh, because tonight might have been the epitome of, like, what Joe and I have to go through. Like... <laughs> it was awful. We've, we've had it pretty... We've had it pretty easy... You and I, yeah. uh, Maximum Overdrive was great. Hatchet, watchable. Right. Uh, are you afraid of the darks? You know those are those are cool. Um, uh, disturbing behavior, nineteen ninety eight. Not so fucking cool. <laughs> Not at all. This this is up there for one of the worst movies we've ever done, in my opinion. Uh, this is 
one of the least fun things I've ever watched in my life. And I could not believe, I cannot believe people made this. I honestly felt myself like aging as I was watching this. It was so slow. There was no tension. (laughs) Nothing happened. It was insane. It was insane. And the the plot points that they that they like uh so this is like a sci-fi horror movie i guess that's what it's right. described as i <laughs> the sci-fi ele- well first of all nothing's actually explained there right it didn't uh, it as soon as the opening credits happened i was like oh this is going to try and be a sci-fi movie because like the music and like the title sequence it was like very sci-fi-ish mm it, it just was, you, you know, go on. It was just, no, no, no. I was just going to say it, <clears throat> the faculty came out the same year. Right. It was, it had shades of the faculty. Like it wanted to jump on the faculty bandwagon, but it was made the same year. So I can't imagine. I mean, well, so like you're, you're out there, you kind of know, like it's weird. Like th- there must be something going around that it's like, oh, they're going to put out a, a teen sci-fi movie, right? Right. So then it's like, they must all just kind of do it at the same time to like battle, I guess. <laughs> right. Thinking right. that that might be the next wave of shit or whatever. But, but this, this does not even touch it. And they tried it. it this is a very clear attempt at trying. I mean, they had fight. all the like big teen stars. I mean, like at least they tried it. They tried Like they had Katie Holmes who was like fresh off of, What's it called? Dawson's Creek. Like Dawson's yep, Creek was yep. huge in 1998 and they had her. Yeah. J- James Marsden, who I don't know what he was doing then, but he, that this God was like when he was first breaking out and he is so handsome. I can't like he's so handsome. It's stupid. I love him on Westworld. He he is. Oh, he's great in Westworld. He's yeah, amazing. In he's Westworld. amazing. I love that. Um, Nick Stahl is a character actor. He's in this also. Uh, and Ethan Embry, who Ugh. has the weirdest, smallest role I've ever seen in my life. Ethan Embry, who's, by the way, one of like my favorite actors of my youth, who I kept waiting for him to come back in the movie. Like, when is, when is Ethan going to come back? He He has to be like some pivotal part in this film, because in <laughs> by 1998, he's a pretty big fucking star. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he does not have one line in this movie. It is flashes of his face from, like, an old VHS tape. That's it. From an old VHS tape that, and we only see it when James Marsden's dreaming about the VHS <laughs> Right. I don't think Ethan Embry was even on set. I think this was must have been, like, a called-in favor, and they were like, hey, do you have a home video camera at home that you can film these scenes for? <laughs> It was so pointless and so unnecessary. They did not like that. What a waste of money on their part. What a stupid waste of money. They they did not need any flashbacks of the brother at all. Because all it did was no, take not- you out of the movie and say, where's when's Ethan Embry coming back? The brother's storyline was so weird. And they they'll they'll like talk about it in scenes. And it, it means nothing, though. There's no no there's no. There's no like theme or anything about brother. It's so bizarre. It was um, so pointless. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's written by Scott Rosenberg. He actually just did Venom in the new Jumanji flicks. Um, he also did uh, Con Air okay. and uh, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> well, look, Con Air is a significantly better movie than this film, which was garbage. Con Air, <laughs> Con Air is great. Con Air is great. Um, this is also directed by David Nutter. Um, he did. He's done a ton of shit too, like like a ton of stuff, tons of pilots, like. He's like the pilot master. And I think directing a pilot might be like after reading like his little biography and all the pilots he's done, there's got to be an art to selling a show on that first episode, right? So they must just go to this guy that and right. they're like, "Please, please make us something people will pay for." <laughs> exactly. So it's pretty interesting. Um David Nutter, David Nutter, that's his name. He also did a lot of Game of Thrones stuff, so he's he's pretty famous now. I'm um, honestly shocked this. hearing this because this movie was so boring. <laughs> well, okay, the least so compelling. Lead- <laughs> okay. So that leads me to some facts, but I need to drop one joke before I do that. Okay. Nutter. Nutter. I hardly know her. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> bet you haven't heard that one before. I haven't, but thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, so speaking of was, uh, speaking of nuttering, are we going to talk about the fluids? Uh, we're going to talk about the fluids, but I want to talk to you about the director because, like you said, you were like, that's shocking. Uh, it appears now I don't know whose side I'm going to take on this. Um, David Nutter edited his cut of this film. MGM took the film away and uh, he claims like butchered it to a point of making no sense whatsoever. I would argue, <laughs> I don't see any lost footage that can make this a better movie. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Uh, do you think, do you think there's footage? There are many cutscenes. It says many cutscenes. Um, I, okay. Cut here, made were, okay. So you sent me a, a copy of the movie, right? Yes. I am theater so, version, theater version. That was okay. the theater version. I'm so lazy that I forgot that you sent me that and I rented it on Amazon. And oh. so I wonder if I got the version without like with some of the scenes intact, because I was looking to see on Reddit if people liked the movie or were just like really nostalgic for it. And somebody was like, oh, you got to watch the version without the cuts because there's this great moment in the cafeteria where Nick Stahl is going around explaining all the clicks. And I was like, honestly, like I could not believe that that is what they were saying. Like made them. <laughs> Cause that, that was sucks. And it's in the theater. It's in the theatrical cut. It's in the theater. Okay. Because that is so <laughs> inconsequential. And I actually wrote a note about that scene because it was like, no film writer like should put that in their movie because that is the most cliche overused fucking trope in any high school movie is going around yeah. the cafeteria and explaining the clicks, which I'm sorry, don't really exist like that in high school. Like they are not Absolutely. like that. It's so fake. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly my note on it too. Like I was actually ashamed for this movie for doing that in 1998 because 
you knew better at that point than to do that. Like right. that that looks so fucking cheesy. And not only is it cheesy, but they took infinitely longer than any other movie that's ever done it. Right. Like he had like <laughs> entire monologues for each and I was like does he just recite this speech to every new kid that comes to school? Like this is like a very detailed like thesis. Oh, it was so bad. It wasn't like there's the jocks, there's the nerds. He had jokes and puns and, and like and, what their favorite drinks were. Yeah, it was so absurd and over the top and took way too long and I was like, are we going to get through this? And then he only ended up describing like three clicks because he spent so long like breaking them down in these dumb ways that we're trying to be clever. <laughs> oh my God. Made me so angry. Okay. Well, I guess we don't need uh, to talk about that when we get to it in the, in the, I, I love, I love that, that, that person was like, yeah, you gotta see this. Scene. What a waste. <laughs> uh, um, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So the 83 minutes, um, was the one that was released to theaters. Okay. Um, they actually never released a, a, a director's cut. There's a made-for-TV version that has a lot of the uncut stuff in it and a DVD that has deleted scenes that you can watch, but they've never recut it or anything. Okay, okay. Um, there's a different ending also. There's a there's a completely different ending um, that, you can, that, you can, <laughs> that you can see, that you can see. <laughs> So I'll talk about that at the end. Okay. And again, like the the original ending still fucking sucks. So like I just never buy it when a director's like, you should have seen my version. <laughs> like if anything, it sounds like sometimes these studios might be saving these guys like <laughs> right. like saving these guys careers by by being like, at least make it 120 minutes or I mean uh, an hour and 20 minutes and just get the fuck out of here. Like. I cannot believe this was only an hour. Minutes. I cannot believe this was only an hour and 20 minutes because I felt like I was watching this for an eternity. Oh, it took forever. <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> it took so long. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Okay. Um, so let me um, pull up my notes here. Um, so, yeah. So there's a little there's a little tension there with the director and what we saw here. Um, so we open up. Down by the dam, <laughs> where these kids are getting um, these kids are getting frisky down by the dam, and with that fucking song, um, I got you where I want you. Yeah, it's in the movie like five times. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got you. Which I feel like, um, I feel like that song. It's by the Flies, right? Um, but I feel like that song wasn't even I'm going to look it up when that song was released, because um, I feel like that was that wasn't even in its prime of that song, was it? I didn't even listen oh, to that it was. song. It was released ever. in 90. It was released in 90. It was released in 98. Okay. Um, you never heard that? No, I know that song. I just was not into it. I wasn't into that. Yeah. Oh, lies. Or oh, whatever. I hated that. I hated that fucking genre of music. Um and I can't believe this was released in 1998. It sounds like something from 1994. It fucking gave me a headache. Uh, I hate the 90s. I know you do. And I think that's so interesting that you hate the 90s. Because <laughs> it was like my entire life. Yeah. And even as a kid. But even as a kid, I can tell you, like, 
You, See, I mean, there's some music that I didn't like that I do like now. Um, but even as a kid, I would listen to this music and be like, this can't be what the world has to offer. Sean, like, this can't be it. <laughs> that's how I feel about the early 2000s. Because I was in high school during the early 2000s. And even <laughs> when I was in high school, I was like, this is the worst era culturally, like fashion wise, music wise movie. Like this is just everything about this era is so awful and corny and stupid. And now it's like kind of vintage again. Like I see young girls now like obsessed with the early 2000s. And I'm like, no, you don't understand that time period fucking blew. It was horrible. <laughs> like, you know, what's crazy. It's like the goofy movie and shit is like becoming popular. again. I know. OK, I was not into the goofy movie when it came out. Like, whatever. It's like fine. But like people who are like so obsessed with a goofy movie is so funny to me. It's alarming to me. It of all the, the, of all the other movies that were great in 1994, they're like, a goofy movie It's the best movie ever made. <laughs> is that when that came out in 94? I think so. I'm pretty sure that was the year. Oh, Look, yeah, 95. You're, you're good. You're really fucking I'm, good. I'm good uh, with dates. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is I, I understand what you mean, like when you're in the decade and you're like, this era is so stupid. But I disagree. I, feel like I was way too young. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there are some great things from the 90s. Personally, I think the decade had a lot to offer artistically. But uh, I mean, I get it as like a horror fan. Maybe you're like instinctively like this decade fucking sucked because there was a lot of garbage oh no you know i i don't even mind i don't even mind no i don't even mind the horror from the 90s i the horror from the 2000s early 2000s is a fucking nightmare yeah that's way worse it honestly yeah, i think I, it was i don't think it gets enough credit for being worse than the 90s you're right we should talk about this more this should be more of a talking me, point it should and me and joe both agree on that because like, I'll take Rumpelstiltskin over probably most items from the 2000s. Like, late 90s, early 2000s was, was so bad. fucking bad. It was bad. It was so fucking bad. It was terrible. Um, and I think it's because they were, like, they basically had, like, mon- they, were mo- they were trying to monetize horror, f- seemingly, for, like, the first time, almost. Like, like, really, like, put all of our money into it. Yeah. Like it's cheap and easy to make and we we can make that. We can make that. And and then they just put out this fucking dog shit stuff. Um fucking Ghost Ship is on Netflix, by the way. I will not watch that movie just because I heard your review of it and it sounded so bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as this though. All right, so I I'm gonna stop getting sidetracked. You okay. are so fun to talk to, it's easy to get sidetracked. I know, I know. Um and and like me and Joe, we talk all week, like we text and stuff. And I don't text you all week, so it's like nice to catch up with you and just yeah, bullshit. Like me and Joe complain all week about stuff, but well, we should com- um, we'll complain about all week this week, okay? That sounds good. That sounds good. So, <laughs> um, it's uh these two kids are about to they're about they're about to have sex, and um the the guy doesn't want to have sex. He's like, I need my fluids before the big game. And then she's like, oh, and she's got a tattoo on her ankle. Um, and he's like, why would you do that? It's self-mutilation. <laughs> and now he's already denied sex with her and for the worst excuse of all time. And then he's made the fun of her tattoo. 
Then he made fun of her tattoo. And she's like, and let she's me like, unhinge my jaw and suck your dick. Self-mutilate this fluid boy. First of all, if a guy complained or mentioned his fluids around me, I'd be like, you need to take me home right now. I, I agree. <laughs> but then if he followed it up by making fun of something on me, I'd be like, take me the fuck home immediately right now, you asshole. But she's like, like oh, you might have been able to recover. Dick. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Like the fluid line. <laughs> and he claims he needs his fluid for for the big game. Right. Um, and I would immediately be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> well, then we see another kid. His name is Gavin. We'll learn. And he's got a... <laughs> I have a joke here. So I, sometimes I write jokes, they crack me up. And then sometimes I don't want to say them without me prefacing. That you wrote <laughs> that it as a, a joke. joke. <laughs> what What did you say, Sean? Because <laughs> like, I don't really like the joke, but I do want to just tell you about it because it made me laugh. <laughs> so I wrote some kid because <laughs> he's got this dog and he's like, nice, fine. It, he's like, and the dog starts barking at the two people in the car. And he's like, nice find. Like, as if the dog, like, <laughs> was looking for, like, for people having, <laughs> yeah, sniffed out sex. And I called it a, a nut sniffing dog. <laughs> 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 and, and I laughed so hard when I wrote that. <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to just say that in the show because it just sounds creepy. But, um, uh, like, a nut sniffing dog. He's just like, looking for oh. that nut. Um, this, it's like a truffle pick. He's like, like oh, <laughs> come truffles. He's like <laughs> this kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> this guy, Nick Stahl's character in this movie. I have so many issues with him and we'll get to it later in the cafeteria scene beyond just him explaining oh the cafeteria like this guy. OK. All right. Let's continue. Who's who's the best actor in this movie, do you think? Um Oh god. Everyone was pretty I would bad. I argue that Yeah, I, the stars of this movie aren't very good. <laughs> I yeah, I mean like the acting's awful. I guess William Sadler was like the most entertaining in the movie. Okay, for sure. For sure the most entertaining, but I don't know if I love the character. No, the character was abysmal. But he he was the person where I was like, oh, I'm awake now. Yes, yes. Agreed 100%. Agreed 100%. And his his finale is... It's incredible. It's what dreams are made of. Right. Now, also, here's a, another quick question because I keep getting sidetracked. I'm drinking wine again, everyone. So, so just hold on to your, hold on to your shorts. Uh, <laughs> what? 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 Okay, wait, what was my question? About Fuck. acting. <laughs> oh who my was, god, I who was the, Oh, oh, would you Okay, no, it wasn't about acting. Okay, it was would you recommend people watch this? No, never. <laughs> for no reason, not even for a nostalgia factor because all the music in it is stupid except for one song which they totally dropped the ball on its use in the film which we'll yeah, get oh, to. Yeah, they oh, fucking yeah. dropped the ball on that and I don't even want to talk about it anymore cuz I have so no, much no, anger we'll wait, about we'll it. Wait. Okay, okay. 
Well, wait, that, that was insane. I I'm so glad we have the same notes. That's so funny. Um, you know, I, I went back and forth. So initially, so we've had a bunch of people message me and they were like, I loved that movie. And I was like, well, you don't now trust me. You you won't, you won't. Uh, but a couple people were like, should I watch it? And I was like, absolutely not. Do not watch it. Like it so is such boring. a waste of time. I would recommend watching but, it for the purpose of the show, so you'd like know how bad it is, and you can uh, like. That's that's what I said. I, I I sat on it for a minute, and I was like, I almost want you to watch it because sometimes you just need to remember that there's actually bad movies. Like we always deal with so many people that are like this movie, like uh, Bird Box, like worst fucking movie I've ever seen, like fucking no. relax right watch disturbing behavior and then come then watch bird box and tell me which movie is a better fucking movie like, exactly are you fucking exactly. kidding me like this is bad this is a bad movie and not in a fun way whatsoever no and i love and i'm like you like there are a lot of bad movies like that are objectively bad movies that i love because they're entertaining like most sure sure most movie people who aren't horror fans would think that chopping mall is like the worst thing they've ever seen in their life but that movie's excellent 100%. to me absolutely and entertaining absolutely. i agree completely with that you know what yeah. i mean i agree completely absolutely so um, do not watch this is what, is what I'm it's fucking thinking. awful. De- definitely don't pay money for it. But <laughs> if you can catch it somewhere, yeah, I guess if you've got time to kill. Um, so, you know, this guy finds him. The, uh, Gavin finds him. And uh, then the police show up. This guy in the fucking car snaps the girl's neck <laughs> And gets like a Terminator, like Judge T two Judgment yeah. Day. I- yeah. <laughs> and I don't. And, and I couldn't tell. Ne- I couldn't tell if he snapped her neck right after he came, or if he did it right before he came. But well, the, but the uh, mouth is uh, the mouth is still on the dick when he snaps yes. the neck, which which couldn't have felt good for him. No. <laughs> and I don't think it mattered. Well, I guess it did. I don't know. So. Ah, God, I can't wait for this other reveal. But like, I, I, this movie is so insane. This movie is so fucking insane. The little tidbits that they drop that mean nothing to the actual plot or story are so crazy because they don't actually explain why any of these people are like this. No. Right. Like, well, no. you have a, no, not really. You kind of have an idea, but, but there's no it's rules. Very, like there's no rules in this universe. No, 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 no. Well, they make a couple randomly in it and it, they cracked me up. They cracked me up. So, and I'll, I'll get to one soon. I just don't want to spoil it yet. Okay. Cause it's so insane. Um, so he breaks his neck and he's like, slut. <laughs> um, so the cops pull up and they're like, Hey man, get out of the car. He gets out of the car. Um, the other cop sees the dead girl. The kid notices, pulls the other cop's gun and shoots him. We got a dead girl and a dead cop, but the other cops like get the fuck out of here, and they just leave the bodies there. The end. Meanwhile, the kid up on the hill he runs away too. Um, Gavin, Gavin runs away. So he, there's a witness to these crimes, right? Right. Then we meet. Then we meet Steve, who's uh, played by James Marsden and his sister. We learn that they're moving here from Chicago uh, due to a tragic event. Due to a tragic event. <laughs> um, and this sister really says this guy's name so many. Uh, 
I, I couldn't even handle this. This was when I was like, this movie is bad. This, the writing is bad and no one should have read what this said. Because this girl says Steve in every sentence. She says his name. She also looked way so, older than middle school to me. Well, James Marsden's like 45 in this movie. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was that the girl that's in like American Mary and shit? She, Amazing. if not, she looks. Ex- I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull her up real quick. Do, do you remember what her name was in American Mary? No, in no, in this. Yeah, in this. Oh God, no. it wasn't Cynthia, I, I, right? She, no, the, the sister, mo- didn't do anything, so I didn't even pay attention to her, honestly. Oh yeah, no, I mean she's, she's, she. <laughs> she this is a, this is a fact. <laughs> this is a fact. It was such a pointless she's character. Not a part of the- it is her. It is her. Catherine Isabel. Okay. She's not. I I, I don't like her. <laughs> have you seen like American Mary? And I still have. I still haven't seen either of those. And like, they're definitely like, they've been on my list forever, and I haven't seen them. Maybe I'll watch I, them. I this saw weekend. them like when when we started the show. I like kind of tried to catch up with like the most popular movies that I was noticing online. Yeah, like the. Like G- Ginger, Ginger Snaps is like first on my list out of those two. I've been meaning to watch that forever and I just have not gotten around to it. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal, man. I really don't. It- I just think when I heard it was about werewolves, I became like disinterested. But I also want to support <laughs> women in horror because it's directed by a woman. Sure, sure. And I mean, the two leads are women. It's right. very female empowered, which like, oh, no, it's directed by a man. Oh, well, isn't well, isn't is American Mary? That's directed by a woman. Maybe let's check. Oh yeah, isn't that the Saskas? Is that the Saskas? It's like the one good Saska movie. Yeah, whatever. It's the I, the, I I would mean need to watch. Yeah, that's that's the two girls. That's the two girls. Yeah, that's two women that directed that. Yeah. Not girls. I shouldn't say girls. I say girls a lot, and it's a habit. But I'm trying to break it. <laughs> I like when I like when well, I, how these episodes have been like therapy for both of us. <laughs> they have, they've been a little therapeutic. Maybe they've maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about candles again at the end. I bought two new candles from Target, like you had suggested, <laughs> okay. and they're pretty great. They're pretty great. They're pretty great. <laughs> I do love them both. I love them both. Um, but anyway, let's get back to this fucking movie because okay. we are okay. still not past the opening scene. So. Uh, we meet James Marsden, his sister, they're here. Um, James Marsden is having nightmares of Ethan Embry's home videos. (laughs) And, um, we'll learn that this is his dead brother and it plays no role in this film whatsoever. And they hype it up like it's going to be like the linchpin of like the answer to all of this stuff. Why even show those fucking clips of him? What? It was so stupid. I'm so mad about it. Was it was so bizarre. It was so fucking bizarre. Why? It's so fucking bizarre. And, and like, it's only mentioned in the sense that like, oh, you came to this town and you were depressed, which you could have done without that. <laughs> I mean, like every 17 year old is depressed. They could have just yeah, been especially like, especially if you move them. Right. <laughs> His senior year of high school. What a dick move. Of course, he's actually, upset. that honestly makes no fucking sense. That makes no fucking sense. That makes no fucking sense. Your brother dies, and you're like, you know what would be good for this kid? Uprooting him, right? And, and moving him across the country. These parents are awful, and 
we'll see how they're awful in a scene towards the end oh, as well. Actually, everyone in this movie is pretty awful. Um, right. Because we cut we cut to the school. Right. And they're in uh, they're in a language arts class. This classroom. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, and the teacher is like they pulled this teacher out of like Greece two, not even Greece one, Greece two. <laughs> I, I don't know and, what they thought when they were well, like casting this role or writing this role, but this is like so beyond parody of like your nerdy teacher. Oh, it's insane, and and, and the rude teacher because James Marsden's in there, and right. they know he's a new guy. And they're reciting Charles Dixon, Dickens for some reason, <laughs> which, by the way, what kind of class did that? In my high school class, we could barely like there were kids in my class that could barely fucking read the basic shit that we were reading <laughs> out loud, like so, reciting Charles Dickens. It was so bizarre this whole scene, and and he does the classic like teacher in the high school movie where he like picks on the new kid, where he picks on James. Yeah. Marston and he's like Steve why don't you tell us what you think yeah and he's like do they even read Dickens in Chicago <laughs> which is just like one of the rudest things I've ever heard right well that is until Dick Dickie shows up and Dickie's a grease monkey he's a car guy and you know that because he wears a Pennzoil hat <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has big sideburns and- He's got big old sideburns and he he's not he's not happy. He doesn't like the teacher. He doesn't like this doofus Waylon who's kind of like the preppy guy. And uh he he's rubbing everyone the wrong way. And um man, fights break out in this school like nobody's business. Dude. No one uh, even they, they, like it, no one even makes a big deal about it when they break out. Like people's noses are bloody and no one is everyone's just like you guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even like a boys, boys, boys. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of let them fight it out. It's so wild. Uh, so uh, in school, uh, you know, James Marsden's sitting there and he goes to lunch and uh, he meets Gavin and this other goth kid who goes by the name UV, <laughs> which straight up my favorite like teen movie nickname ever, just because this kid is. I've never seen anyone more pale. I mean, he's an albino, right? His hair's white. Yeah, he's I think he's I think they keep alluding that he has that he's albino. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely pale as fuck. So that's why they give him the name UV. Right. Which is fucking hilarious. That's so fucking good. Um, Although he does look like powder. He does look like he looks just like powder, but with a wig. Creeps me out a little. Totally. <laughs> oh my powder god, powder. Towns and put on a wig. <laughs> Look, I loved powder. And then I remembered and then I, I found out about Victor Salva and I was fucking devastated when I found that out. Did you? Because I. You want to know something? What? You want to know something? Weird? My dad, <clears throat> I remember when powder came out and like as a kid, for some reason, I was fascinated by it. Like, totally. It really bugged me out. I did not like the way he looked like it really freaked me the fuck out and I did not want to see it, but I was really intrigued by it. Yeah. And um, I remember then my dad being like, yeah, he's a child molester. But I thought he was talking about the actor. Oh, no. So 
so like for years i would just tell people like powder molested kids (laughs) wait so you were like slandering sean patrick flannery who plays powder yes 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 which is so funny because like straight up though if you look at powder like i think that's what bugged me out about the movie was he's so alarming looking in that movie he's so creepy i mean it's also because he wears like a black trench coat with like no shirt on well, uh, in the movie. It was also the weird like Michael Jackson thing. <laughs> I think. Yeah, he had like a fedora and like bleach skin and like I was just like, man, I think that I, this guy definitely diddles kids and then like my dad confirmed it and I was like this this fucking guy. I knew it. I knew it sh- you shouldn't be trusted. <laughs> but I don't know why I thought Powder was a real person. <laughs> Uh, not to plug my show in the middle of your show, but we did an episode about Victor Selva, just FYI. Did you really? Yeah. What was your uh, ultimate conclusion? That he sucks. That he's a fucking pedophile. Oh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> we just talked about his crimes and we talked about how much he sucks. And I probably talked about how I liked powder when it came out. I don't remember that what we said. That guy is such a piece of shit. Yeah, he fuck, he's a fucking awful. Piece of shit. And... and Honestly, anyone that defended the, the fucking making of Jeepers Creepers 3 as if it was worth it, as if it was fucking worth it, should be fucking shot in the head. They, I agree. they should be fucking killed. A hundred percent. Um Okay, so we're there, so did we're, I ever, what? I was okay, just gonna get back. Victor yeah, Sons. we got we gotta talk about UV, who might have been my favorite character in the movie now that I think about it. I don't know why. <laughs> but I feel like you, I oh, UV no UV, UV was solid and that Oh, sorry. You go. You go. Yeah, I think he was the best actor now that I think about it. And I think that he and his acting wasn't great. I just mean like he was the person because I was thinking when he was like going around the cafeteria, like I was really angry. But I was like, well, like Gavin and UV and Katie Holmes's character, like those were the people I hung out with in high school. But they weren't right. Right. But personality wise, if fucking Gavin sat down next to me and started talking the way he was talking to James Marsden, <laughs> I would have been like, please get the fuck away from me. I don't know. Please just <laughs> let me eat my lunch in peace. I agree. I fucking agree. Um, yeah, that was that was um, he UV has some lines at the end that I was like, oh, shit, UV's carrying this movie, I think. He did. I think he did. He was my, he was like, yeah, he was a good part of the movie. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was solid. Um, also, just for people to know, for some reason, me and Rachel are like not in sync audio wise. So um, I'm probably not going to edit it. So if you hear us like talking over each other, uh, fucking deal with it oh geez (laughs) but you know it's fine it's fine right it's fine yeah it's just gonna happen i don't know why i don't know why it's happening this time but you know whatever deal with it it's it's cool it's cool you're still getting all the meat and potatoes here (laughs) but just in case somebody's like i always do that just in case for the one person that's like (laughs) (laughs) so they do this is where they do the spiel about everyone all the clicks and stuff and it's so bad and it's 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 so corny and it's just fucking terrible um and we also get a weird scene about marsden's dead brother and the family dinner and i think this is revealed this is the reveal of the dead brother um and that ethan embry's the dead brother but <laughs> i don't know what this scene's about 
<laughs> and I think that the family might still be setting a plate for the dead brother. Wait, are you serious? I'm like 90% sure. I did not understand what happened in this scene. Cause okay. So it's no, this it's scene, James Marsden and his family eating dinner. Sean, the scene was so boring and unnecessary that the only thing I remember from the scene is the heaping bowl of mashed potatoes that they were passing around. Right. That's literally all I was paying attention to. <laughs> well, that's all that happened because <laughs> the only other thing is Marsden gets into it with his dad and his dad's like, give me the plate. <laughs> and he's like, and and Marsden's like no, and I'm talking. I'm th- I thought at first I thought he was like trying to take James. I thought he was trying to take our boy James's food away from him, like to punish him. But I no. think he wanted to fix the the dead kid's plate. Okay, see and- if they had gone with that and made this a character study about this guy's weird family or grieving family, because a lot of horror movies are actually about grief. That they could have sure. they could have rolled with that because that is really chilling if you think about it. Like we're it's gonna the fucking we're, creepiest we're thing I've ever a, heard in my life. We're gonna make a plate of food for your dead brother and sit it down, and everyone's gonna eat silently while this plate of food sits there and congeals. That would have been interesting. When, especially with the fact that the uh, you know they they were like we have to move him out of this city so he. He doesn't have to think about his brother. And then they're like, uh, we have to set a plate for your brother, you fucking piece of shit. So so please pass his plate. <laughs> but then he mentions his brother during the dinner scene. And like the girl, the his sister has like a friend over and they're like doing a spelling quiz with each other at the table. So she has like this little friend over that she's been studying with. This is so and, weird. And then she, he's like, Oh, we can talk about her dead grandpa, but we can't talk about my dead brother. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I got the food thing wrong. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, honestly. Um, (laughs) Well, while all this is happening, (laughs) we go to the next day and uh, old Dickie the Grease Monkey, he's back. Or no, he goes to the docks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to get some car parts. To pick up some muscle. <laughs> like a Craigslist ad. Like this guy. This guy's responding to a. Uh, like a Craigslist. Uh, so I imagine. In the middle of the yeah. night on the docks. That's very smart. Nothing yeah, serious like you, is going to happen. You know. You know, you're either sucking somebody's dick or getting your dick sucked. If you go out to the docks at midnight, like you're not getting car parts. Relax, right. buddy. Right. <laughs> He's like, I'm here about the Mustang parts. <laughs> and then and, uh, this scene, I'm sorry. I just have to talk about the way this scene like oh, ended because all of the, all of the jocks appear at, like out of the mist practically. And they're all holding hockey sticks, <laughs> even though none of them are hockey players. No, like, they're all, well, they all have players. different sports. They all have different sports. So oh, some of them have golf clubs. Oh, I didn't notice have... that. I thought they all had hockey <laughs> but because, But because they're jocks, it's all sports equipment. <laughs> <laughs> There's no golf team at this school. The school's in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Golf, hockey, and baseball equipment. <laughs> okay, so they're all holding sticks of various sports. And yeah. they all rise up. And, like, the scene doesn't show anything happen to what's the guy's name dicky doesn't show anything happen to him it just shows like the the prologue of them about to beat him up and he's sort of doing like shadow boxing and stuff <laughs> it looks 
so fucking stupid. It looks so fucking stupid. So, so the the show is interesting. So when we do the show, there's a lot of things I, I won't write, but that make me crazy because I can't even explain it. Right. How ridiculous looking it is. Right. And that scene is embarrassing on another level. He it, it, it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. He's like cat pawing at them right, in the right, shadows right. As, as, He's as it like cuts away. It's it's insane. It's like I've never seen anything like that. Like I could understand if they like would have shown him like try and fail and like get punched like that would have made sense as a director. I'd be like, OK, how about Dickie throws the first punch because he's like, well, I might as well try to fight my way out of this. And then he gets knocked out. No, they like, you know, fade out as he's literally like pawing like a cat at them. I can't even <laughs> figure out why they wouldn't do that. I, I, I It doesn't it blows my fucking mind. You all you really even need is a fucking. I, even better than this would have been the corny uh, POV with like the guy like slamming the hockey stick against like the camera. Done. Fade out. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's all like, you need. Like cut to POV and a hockey stick slamming up against the screen. You're fucking done. Right. You're Instead, done. Instead, you watch this weird, weird <laughs> fucking scene. So bizarre. Of him sh- cat boxing. It's so bizarre. It's so fucking weird. And, and like, oh man, it was so fucking weird. I actually then, rewound um, it. I rewound it because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I I was like, right. did, I, did I miss something? Because like, did my eyes glaze over? And I like missed why this is. It, it it made no sense. Okay, I did that a bunch on this movie. Actually, I did that a bunch. Oh, uh, sure. the next day, uh, the next day, um, uh, James Marston's approached by the school doctor. For some reason, and um, the school facility, the school faculty is pushing them to to join the Blue Ribboners, and they they and they're described as they do a lot of sports and studying, which sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. Sounds awful. <laughs> and then we get another Embry video, and that's the last we'll see of him. <laughs> and and I tell you, when I tell you, it means nothing. It means nothing. They cut to it, and Ethan Embry's just like, "Hey, man," and then that's it. That's it. I don't even understand it. I don't understand it. Um, He goes outside. He sees Katie Holmes dancing in a truck. Katie Holmes introduced. Katie Holmes is my fucking dream girl. Did you have a crush on her? Oh, oh, Uh, like not even a crush show. Like, because I didn't really I didn't really have crushes on celebrities so much like Amanda Bynes. I was into I was very into like the mousy girls. You know what I'm saying? The mousy girls like. Like the yeah, they're, they're little mousy, like Katie Holmes and like Amanda Bynes. Like they got these like small noses. Okay. I don't know. I, I always describe it as mousy. Like they're very like. Like Girl Next Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. Hollywood's version of the Girl Next Door. The Hollywood version. And I think that's why I liked them too. I think it was like, I was like, oh yeah, you're not Hollywood. Right. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I never, I didn't really do celebrity crushes, but like. That is, that is still like Katie Holmes is still if I could meet a girl with with the brunette hair and those features like it'd be game over. I, oh, game over. Put a ring on it. Put a <laughs> ring on it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's like my dream right there. Um, she looks well, pretty good. James this movie. Marsden's too. She looks solid. She looks solid. She's I going would- for the goth look. 
I was absolutely not into the James Marsden. Like now I can appreciate like I can appreciate him as like a stunning oh, sort of like beefcake man. But no, I was into the I was look, I was like um I was like too alternative for that, John. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, I was into the Seth Greens and the Ethan Embrys. Oh. And the oh uh, okay, and, and the Brad Renfro's. I was into the the boys. And, I felt like had more of a personality. And the Warrens, the Warrens from Empire Records. It, yeah, that absolutely. Well, yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> that accent was so weird. I I, I want to talk to your boyfriend so badly. Like, I just want to talk to him. Does, is is that his real accent or no? Oh yeah, he's from New York. But that that accent that Warren has is so wild. <laughs> like, I, like I've heard that different boroughs have different accents, but in right. 2019, it's it's not as you don't see it as often. And he's from no. Queens, right? He's from Staten Island. Oh, Staten Island. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And I I told tell him all the time, like I love your New York accent so much. I love it so much. <laughs> Warren was such a little shit. I loved it. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. He he was such a such a little shit. I rewatched that movie, actually, and I had only seen it literally like once, like around when it came out. And like, it's one of yep. those movies that like, ha, like people stand so hard. So I was like, all right, I need to see what the hype is all about and not just because my boyfriend's in it. And I watched it and I was like, right. all right, this is a, this is a pretty good fucking movie. It is a pretty good movie. It was um. Uh, like I didn't love the music in it, obviously, right? <laughs> obviously, because I hated the '90s. But that movie was pretty defining for me as a kid. Like um, Ethan Embry's character and the guy in all black, whoever that was, I don't know who that was. Um, th- those were like defining moments for me. Those two characters, like I, I wanted yeah. to be those guys so bad. Everyone <laughs> is ve- like all the characters in that movie are very cool. You definitely want to hang yeah. out with them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know who I don't want to hang out with? The Blue Ribbon Crew. Yeah, they suck. We hate them. Yeah. And immediately, um, and immediately James Marsden is he doesn't want anything to do with him and he likes hanging out with Katie Holmes and the Weirdos. Right. Um, they go to they go to their pickup truck. They love hanging out in a pickup truck too, which is kind of weird, but <laughs> whatever. We'll go with it. Um and now we this is the start of a of a, a <laughs> finally something happens. <laughs> kind so of. So Katie Holmes, so Katie Holmes, um, they, they decide to go to the they're like, wanna go downtown? And they're like, Yeah, man. Downtown just means sitting in a parking lot it, of the grocery store. Of like of the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're like, let's get some booze, but they stop trying after like two tries. And it's like, why aren't you using Katie Holmes to shoulder tap? Why why are you having <laughs> fucking been... UV and Nick Stahl do it? Who if so, if one of those or wait, is UV even there? I don't even think so. But whatever. Why are you having Nick Stahl ask people for booze? Like if that kid came up to you and was like, Hey, will you buy me a beer? He'd be like, get off of me. And he's trying to do it so earnestly, like he's like, hey, man, I forgot my ID, but I got the cash. It's like, dude, you look like you're 13. You're the only person that looks the right age in this movie. <laughs> um, and, and a jock comes up to Katie Holmes. A jock comes up to Katie Holmes and flirts with him and uh, flirts with her. And... <laughs> 
he starts getting Terminator eyes and right. she blows him off, whatever. So he goes inside and he starts getting Terminator eyes. Now, I wrote this as a joke, but it ended up being the truth. So he's looking at her butt and he's getting Terminator eyes. The the premise, one of the premises of this movie that they do never, ever, ever, ever elaborate on besides just mentioning that it happens is that these people in the Blue Ribbon Club, the Blue Ribboners, <laughs> they go into a psychotic rage <laughs> when they get a boner. Right, but they need to fucking elaborate more on that. Of course they do. It makes no sense. Because I feel like they Why? go into psychotic rages even when they don't have a boner. But if you think about it, well, sure, yeah. Don't sure. they? Or am I or is that actually true? Because like it always no, if if a fight starts, they do for yeah, sure. Yeah, but the fight started or I guess Dickie started the fight in the class. But they also fight with the boys, too. Like, they also randomly fight with the other boys. It's just not clear enough, Sean. It's not clear enough. I mean, regardless, even if that even if all that was sussed out, (laughs) it still doesn't explain why. (laughs) Why? Why why is it when they get horny, they get (laughs) angry? Also, I have even though like they like beat up people and that's bad and like whatever, like it's. There's no real threat of these guys. No, actually, that's not a you're a hundred percent correct. There's nothing that they're doing wrong, really. I mean, they get really aggro. Well, one of them gets a little rapey, little rapey. Like they're not good. They're not good guys, but they're not scary or menacing. Is but, what I'm trying to say. Like they how don't many have guys. Really, are good guys, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, they seem like a bunch of like predatory assholes, like normal predatory that assholes exists. to me that, yeah, that already that exists. exists. The like there's nothing supernatural about it. There's nothing no. like extra strength about it. It's just like they get really upset when they don't get their dick sucked. And it's like, well, lots of asshole guys are like that. But then like, but then even the beginning, it wasn't that he didn't even want his dick sucked. Yeah. So like, how it was like he, he was trying to avoid it. <laughs> it made no sense. I, I'm so upset with this movie, Sean. There was nothing scary and about it. And this guy, this guy that we're talking about actually does um, get some type of superhuman strength because you can, li- <laughs> they literally show him picking people up and throwing them <laughs> across the cafeteria, which would come in handy in the million other fights that we see in the movie, but right. they, none of them ever, none of them ever use it. <laughs> oh my God. It's I just, so weird. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, Gavin reveals that he thinks the evil forces are taking over the jocks. Uh, no one wants to believe them. We'll speed this up a little bit because we are definitely running out of time. Yeah. Um. The, the kids end up going to the boiler room and we meet <laughs> oh, a guy uh-huh. that I'll refer to as as rat man or rat face, depending on my mood. <laughs> and this is uh, what's his name? Um, William. William Sadler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William Sadler. And uh he <laughs> he crawls out of the sewer with a dead rat and is like, What are you pieces of shit doing? <laughs> this line delivery was fucking fantastic. Wait, wait, he said, and What are you shitbird he said, What are you shitbirds doing shitbirds. down here? He called them shitbirds. And he's got a boombox that he's carrying with him and he, he claims it plays sounds that scare the rats away. 
And um, it's weird because he seems like a normal individual. I mean, he seems like a little off kilter, but like a fully functional member of society. Right. Uh, And for some reason, and I didn't even pick up on it until the reveal that because people call him. Uh, like like retarded and things of this nature. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, wow, that's weird. But, you know, it's the 90s, whatever. It, that shit happens. Not thinking anything, not thinking that they were trying to be <laughs> literal with that term. <laughs> like they were literally trying to call this man mentally handicapped. And later on, will James Marsden's like, hey. <laughs> James Marsden sees him and he's like, "Why do you have slaughterhouse rules in your back pocket?" Slaughterhouse. And I'm like, five. "Oh shit!" And I, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Is this a literary reference?" Like, I couldn't figure out. I've never read Slaughterhouse Five, so I'm like, "Fuck!" What's the reference? Like, right. I'm I know. I was thinking. Of- I was thinking the same thing. Am I fucking dumbass who like did not read any of the assigned reading in school because I was such a fucking stoner, drug addict, loser? And so I was like, oh, I wish I read that movie. So maybe this movie would or wish I read that book. So maybe this movie would be more interesting. But they never touch on this movie was going. But they they never touch on the book again, ever. Nope. And I felt the the same thing. I felt the same thing with the Dickens. I'm like, oh, is this going to be like a like a parallel to like some Dickens story that I also didn't read? It's 100 percent not. No. (laughs) On both fronts. Not at all. Because the book, him finding Slaughterhouse Five in his book, the reveal is that the man is not mentally handicapped. <laughs> and because he reads a book, because he reads a book, and and James Marsden's like, you can read. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so condescending and rude. Now that I think about it, it was like it is, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, it was all an act, and like James Marsden's upset with him. And, and and William Sadler's character is like, like kind of doesn't want to let him know that he's right. But then ultimately is like, come back. And he's like, it's so much better. <laughs> this is unbelievable. William Sadler basically explains that life is better when people think you have a handicap because then they just. Like, that's that's not you. true at all. That is not true at all. People are super ableist. And we knew he's like, it's it's so much better. He's like, he's like, it's so much better. People leave you alone. It's one of the most weird fucking things. And it's literally the only reason it exists is because the blue ribboners, um, basically the blue ribboners choose people that have like a higher intelligence or they're gifted in some facet, um, because they're trying to, it's basically like, uh, kind of a weird um, Aryan race type of thing, right? Like a master race type of thing. Like they're trying to make all these good people become blue ribboners, right? Right. Like people with lots of potential. Yeah. And then, and then like being a blue ribboner unlocks that potential. You're kind of in this weird, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but it's a very bizarre thing. So they leave him alone (laughs) Because they think he's mentally handicapped. 
I mean, and they also, um, beat, yeah, uh, it's stupid. Re- reciting this plot point is so insane. It's like soul crushing, honestly, hearing you have to like, try to explain this, this to your I listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 and then we cut, I'm just helping us move along here. Then we cut to the scene yeah, where yeah. they're destroying Dickie's car <laughs> in the middle of the school parking lot. I hate this school so fucking much. Oh, because, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there, there's no law and order at this school. Like, there are no administrators like, hey, you can't destroy a fucking car in the middle of our school parking lot. Yeah. And it's Dickie's car. Yeah. And then we see Dickie. You know what would have been cool? You know what would have been fucking cool? What? If they included one scene that showed Dickie driving in his fucking car. <laughs> So you knew it was his car because then you'd be like, oh, shit. But instead you're like, whoa, this looks like a pep rally to me. Like I've seen people destroy cars for pep rallies. Like I get this. Like it's whatever. (laughs) But then then finally somebody cues us in. They're like, oh, man, why is Dickie smashing his own car? I'm like, oh, all right. Well, cool. (laughs) He looked so different when he was preppy, like a jock. It was crazy. I think it was the sideburns. I think I, I you're right think about the sideburns. they just got rid of the sideburns. Yeah, I do too. And they like combed his hair over and that's it. They got rid of the Pennzoil head. Right. <laughs> um, but Dickie's a blue ribboner, man. And he's smashing his car. Then they try to lure um, Marsden to the uh, to the yogurt shop. Oh, how about yeah. How about Marsden ends up going to the yogurt shop to meet with them and like discuss it and they're like come with us come with us marsden ultimately decides not to but gavin's there and gavin comes in oh my god this speech he gives this speech he gives it's like it's not he's not committed enough to this monologue so it's just like (laughs) what is he even trying to say here and the only thing i that stuck out to me is that he was making fun of the fact that it was called a yogurt shoppy like with the yes with the ppe on the end and he was like at the end he's like i mean i guess whatever you want to call this place a shoppy whatever a shoppy is he's doing a bit and he's delivering it so fucking badly that no you can't even tell attention. it's a fucking bit. Right. Yeah, I, I like okay, like I'm tuned into this stuff like I, a big comedy fan. That bit was delivered so poorly. I I couldn't I don't know if I've ever seen a bit delivered so badly cuz you honestly are like what is this fucking asshole talking about? And then you're like, "Oh, He's trying to make a fucking joke. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, like I've never experienced that in my life. Like, I've experienced bad jokes and bad deliveries, but I've never seen it to this level. Like, it honestly blew my fucking mind. Like, I didn't know it was a joke. If this movie had any self-awareness, they could have actually made that really fucking funny. Like, because... That is kind of real life where it's like the weird guy is trying to like say something funny, but no one's really paying attention sure. and listening. Sure. But like, but this, I know this movie had, had no self-awareness. Like it thought it was doing something. It was not. So it just came off so awkward and out of place. Like, are we supposed to be listening to this so monologue weird. right now? It was so weird. I'm so glad you noticed so that too. <laughs> Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and then throughout the movie, there's all these fucking sound effects that right, sound like right. that sound like deal or no deal. Like it's like <laughs> they sound like fucking the, the weak link or whatever that fucking the, show the was. That show called? 
the like weird weird uh, game show sound. It effect. was like, like slot mm. machine noises. It was like yes, yes. It was so fucking weird. I've never I've never heard anything like that. <laughs> why the fuck was that happening? I don't know. That's why I'm saying like it wanted to be sci-fi, like the faculty, but like it was never committed to it. It was so fucking weird. I, so I'm reading David Lynch's book now. This is going to be like the longest episode we've ever done. I know. I, I don't know. even give a shit. Okay, I whatever. I don't even care. I really it's don't. It's my care. last episode. So, Deal with it. So <laughs> I'm reading David Lynch's uh, memoirs right now. And they're okay. incredible. They're honestly incredible. And um, I, I was never like the biggest Lynch fan. I did his whole filmography last year and became a much bigger fan. Really? I'm like, I'm... I yeah, and then I started watching behind the scene footage, and then became an even bigger fan because he's not an asshole, and he's insanely polite, and he's very midwestern, and he's got this weird accent, and he's just like he does this bizarre shit, and lit- no one in this book, and they interview everyone, so yeah. the way it's written, it's actually really cool. They have an autobiographer do half the chapter or like three quarters of the chapter and actually do all the work. And then fucking David Lynch writes like a few pages afterwards explaining the same shit in his point of view. And he's just like all over the place. He's so fucking weird. Um, but it's like a really brilliant way to do it. So you could get like the real story and then weird David Lynch's ideas, but no. And she interviewed everyone, literally everyone that's been in every movie everything and everyone's like he's the nicest guy it's very weird that's really good to hear yeah and everyone's like i wish every director went to the david lynch school of directing because it's so nice it's so pleasant like he just taps into you he just he does like three takes and is like i got it that's so like it's they're like he's super weird but the point of this all is david lynch is very much an artist and takes his film work very seriously right (laughs) and like i watch this and i want to fucking blow my brains out (laughs) because like it's just so fucking bad like there are so many i was so angry with this movie i think because with a premise like this you I mean, like, yeah, it's very derivative. We know it's derivative of like Stepford Wives and a hundred other movies, but you, but you could have modernized it for the era sure. with this cast of like teen stars and made it something sure. entertaining and cool and clever. And they fucking blew it. And that's what I think pisses me off so much about this movie is they fucking blew it in so many ways. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, <laughs> Obviously, for a very long time, movies have just been more about making money than anything else. Yeah. But when you see a movie like this, it actually pisses you off that 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 that's the case. Like no one gives a shit. Like no one, no one in this, no one that was a part of this film was like, I want to make high art. I want right. to make. I not even. I want. I just want to make art. Like I don't. It doesn't even need to be high art. I just want to make some art. Like no one here was doing that. They were like, right. Let's but like keep to, the budget low. We'll make the money back and it'll be fine. Like, I mean, Sean and I are the same age. So like we grew up like with all the same kind of like media, you know, and consuming all the same media at the same time. And like this era, obviously, I was like very I remember it very clear because I was like 12 when this movie came out. Like I was obviously a horror fan. I like wanted to see all the new horror movies. I did not see this movie, but like there are movies like whatever you say about like the teen genre, there are some really great teen movies that came out in the late nineties. Like 
you know, obviously the Scream franchise is great and those transcend the teen genre, I think. But yep. like, I know what you did last summer was fun and good. I saw that in the theater. Like, I don't know how I got in, but I, I got I managed to see that in the theater. I like the Urban Legends was really good. It's like a lot better than I think people remember. And like there were plenty of other teen horror movies that came out that were interesting and clever and even if they weren't very good, they were still fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, this was and, like, and you're right. Yeah, this was not. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I actually at it. just started watching. I I started watching a bunch of. Uh, I I watched a bunch of teen horror movies from 2018 this week. This past week. Oh really? Um, I watched Unfriended, The Dark Web. Oh, I want to see that. I, I want to see that. And I watched Truth or Dare. Guess what? I want to see it's Truth fucking... or Dare. I want to see it because my co-host just saw it by accident because she thought the movie her friend wanted to watch was Madonna's Truth or Dare. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll, hell yeah, I'll rewatch that. And then they ended up watching Truth or Dare. And she was like, no, it was so stupid, but I loved it. I had I had to keep watching That's... it. It's so it is so dumb. It is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I can sit through my review of it was these stupid ass teen horror flicks make me smile because they do like I I enjoy them. They're like kind of they're very stupid, but like right. there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, right. And how how did this movie go so fucking it wrong? It went so how- <laughs> bad. It was so bad. OK, we have to we have I have so I we have to go get through this, though, because there are so many. OK other awful things and you know what we could we could well let's let's go through this so um the next day gavin um okay so actually i'm sorry so they go to the yogurt shop that whole scene happens um gavin takes him to the school and he's like i gotta show you something because he interrupts the meeting he brings them to the blue ribbon meeting at school and somehow hides in an air duct and it's like the parents uh, meeting It's like yeah, it's like the PTA for the blue ribboners. Um and uh they 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 talk to these parents or am I at the right spot or are you yeah, you're at the right spot. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I didn't write any notes about it. It's so weird. So um yeah, so they talk to the parents and they're like, We have a new uh dude, like none of the jokes landed and some of them weren't that bad. So the PTA is like it's very clear that it's a group of people that are trying to change <laughs> the, the 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 town that they live in, and they're yeah. like, "We have a new we have a new target. He's seventeen years old. He's blah blah blah." And then they're like, "He masturbates a lot." And James Marsden's like, "Oh, poor guy." <laughs> and, and I'm like, hey, it, "I thought it's funny it when should, I it, say it. It would have been funnier <laughs> if they were talking about James Marsden." That's what I thought they were going to do because that was so logical. (laughs) (laughs) It was so logical. And even if it was about this kid, Gavin, which it was, it ends up being about this kid, Gavin. The delivery is so fucking poor. And by the time you find out it's Gavin, it's It's not fucking funny anymore. Right. You like (laughs) forgot. It's ridiculous. It's and like. There's a lot of people I'm sure that don't like us because we rip apart these movies and it's like, oh, well, who are you to judge? This is a movie I can 100% feel confident that I could do a better job <laughs> like <laughs> like making and writing. I could write better jokes than in this movie. 100%. It like, was so 100,000%. I was so let down. I just conti- I couldn't believe like how I continued to be let down. 
like with each passing right. minute of this film. <laughs> I was so like, crazy. oh, here's a setup for like a, a decent joke. And they fucking blew it. And that's true. And, and, and that's 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 the point of this movie, too, is like because you're going through all of the um, the little no, your normal um, uh, your tropes and your, your, you know, your certain milestones in a film, these certain arcs that you need to hit to make a fucking movie make sense. And every arc, you're just like, ah, oh, this. F- why? Right. <laughs> why? Right. Every reveal, you're like, why? Why? Every joke, you're like, fuck, this sucks so bad. It's really, it's really abysmal. It, it's really hard to sit through. So Gavin's a jock now. He's a blue ribbon guy now. He he turns week. into a he turns to a blue blue ribboner. Uh, Marsden and Holmes are pissed, even though like I feel like they already know that what's going on. But they're like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" <laughs> right? How could you betray us? Um, they lock him into the cafeteria, and the blue ribboners start beating the shit out of Marsden. No one's doing uh, anything. No, all- no adults are present. By the way. No one's breaking this up. They're just letting it happen. Yeah. Except old rat face who stops it. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Now the one red herring and this movie's so poorly written. I'm not even sure if it's supposed to be a red herring was, did you think Gavin was faking it? Yes, I did. And that would have been a decent I did reveal. Too. I was, I was hoping I, for that. I was so hoping for that because I wanted same, him to be the hero. Same. I wanted and it made so much sense for Gavin's character, who's like, Mr. I'm going to find it out. He's been tailing right. everyone. He pieced it all together right. for him to pretend to be a blue ribboner. Even if he pretended and then got transformed. You know what I mean? Like, even if he pretended, right. but they caught him and they were like, hey, man, you're not one of us yet. <laughs> right. I would have been like, that's dope. That's fucking dope. Um, that's not the case. No. <laughs> I, I'm so disappointed because I almost wrote that down in my notes like, oh, he's definitely faking it. But like then I kept waiting for that reveal that never came that made so much sense that would have at least like redeemed this movie slightly. <laughs> and then and then, wait, are you more disappointed at that? Or are you more disappointed that <laughs> Gavin quotes? We shall overcome oh, a song God. associated with the civil rights movement. <laughs> oh. I couldn't believe it. I there, couldn't believe there it. are two quotes in this movie: that and the wall that happens in the last, like, at oh my the god, end of the, the movie. wall quote's the best. <laughs> the, wall no, the, wall <laughs> quote, the wall quote is the best thing that ever happened to me. I've, well, first of all, first of all, that was in the faculty. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. But didn't they so play the actual sense. song? Didn't they play the song? Yes. Yeah, but in that movie, the faculty are the bad guys. So it is like, hey, teacher, leave that kid alone. Makes perfect fucking sense. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like that's a cool tie-in. Did not even understand what the fuck this guy was talking about when he said it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was so fucking weird. It was so fucking weird. Um, okay. So rat, oh, this is the rat face reveal of the slaughterhouse five, uh, proves he's not handicapped. Um, and James Marsden's all upset. Uh, and, and here's a, here's a question. Why, why, why was he, why was he pretending to be handicapped besides just to fly under the radar? No reason. No reason. reason. Just a man pretending to be handicapped. And they weren't after adults anyway. They were after students. 
well, the Blue Ribboners are now tutoring uh, James Marsden's sister, right. and she gets the ter- she gets the Terminator eyes because she gets turned on by uh, old Marsden here. She I didn't sees, even notice she that she sees him. Right, like now that's something that comes into play, but again, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right, <laughs> nothing matters. But and then so, and then that oh oh are we talking about Lorna? Yes. Oh yeah, no, I saw that part. I thought you meant the sister gets the term. No, they're tutoring the sister. The Lorna, the hot chick from the Blue Ribbon Club, is over at the at James Marsden's house. She right. gets she gets horny, but something and then she exposes a boob. So she gets horny, she gets the terminator eyes. Right. And then now this makes complete no sense to the beginning of the movie, uh, the callback to the beginning of the movie cuz he was very much like don't touch me. Right. Um and she's like she she terminator, I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, she's about to terminate this guy's boner. Um Right. And she comes out with her shirt just open. Right. And but James Marsden, being the gentleman he obviously is, you can you can feel it in his soul. Totally. Um, there's some guys that are so good looking that they're just like, and you know this is James Marsden all the way. Yeah. They're just so attractive that they just don't even give a shit like about women. Like they're like, not in a bad way. No. But just like, they don't feel the need to like fuck every girl they see because they just can get whoever they fucking feel like. I would like to think. And I feel like James Marsden's that guy. I would like to think. In real life, that he is Teddy from Westworld. Like, oh, hello there, little lady. Like, he's just like very like this charming cowboy guy who's like very respectful <laughs> of women and of like his parents and stuff. <laughs> I like to think of him as the guy from Westworld in the sense that I think he might be a fucking android <laughs> walking amongst us. Have you I ever mean, seen a jaw that chiseled? Have you ever seen a jaw that chiseled? His face is perfect. Like, I've never seen a face so perfect before. It like, it's mesmerizing. And, and, and like I said before, like, he's so good looking that he is not sexually attractive to me at all. Cause he's like that good That's looking. A- do you know what I that, mean? Okay, so, dude, I know exactly what you mean. That That's why I'd, I've never had a crush on celebrities, because I was like, that girl would never do anything, have anything to do with me, let alone speak to me. Right. Like, they're on another level. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. I'm on, like, these dating apps right now, and, like... <laughs> I sometimes you just swipe sometimes you just swipe left because they're just that much more attractive than you. Yeah. You're like, you're like no. no, it's like, not gonna happen. I don't need I and it's not like you know you're getting denied, but like <laughs> there's just there's no need. There's no need. Why waste right. either of our time? Right. <laughs> so he um, he, he more denies, people should be that considerate. He, he he denies her advances. He denies yep. her boob. And mm-hmm. and then she's like freaks her out. Yeah, freaks her out. She like has a glitch and she's like, I'm a bad girl. And she smashes right. her head they're, against the they're, mirror. They're very against like bad behavior. But right. again, that's never highlighted on or no. why or anything like that. So like this is the only scene where they're like, I'm bad. I'm bad. And you're like, what the, f- what the fuck? It's the only time it happens in the movie. And like, there's no, like, they, they try to have like, it's like the mangle expert in this movie, which is Gavin, I guess you would call him that, right? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. He like has, 
he knows the like the conspiracy theory, but he never tells us like how it all works. No one explains it. No one yeah, explains it. Nobody. Sometimes does. you know what? Sometimes if if you're not going to tell the fucking story, if you're not going to tell the fucking story at all, you got to have a mangle expert in there a little bit better. Right. To right. And, and somebody that's like, us. oh, I read this in a book one day. <laughs> right. Or you think that maybe that uh, shipbird guy is going to do it at, at some point. Like he like was a student or something and they've been doing this for decades. Right. Like, sure. but it never right, happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like never happens. Never happens. And then they, then they find a DVD that Gavin made. Which <laughs> he like, doesn't oh, say you're, you're, anything. I thought he says nothing. He says nothing. He says <laughs> fucking absolutely nothing. <laughs> he says, he says the same, a similar version of what he's been saying the entire movie, except I almost had to put the subtitles on because I couldn't fucking understand him. He was mumbling so bad. It made it's unbelievable. I mean, he even does the whole lead up to it where he's like, in the event of my death, if you found this, <laughs> like I've already died or whatever. And then and, he says nothing. And, right. And that was anticlimactic, too, because it also washes away any hope you had for him being the savior or like right. him being. Yeah. So you see it and you're like, fuck, fuck, it's real. Like he's really fucking turned. I was so upset. And it's fucking terrible. Oh, so God, upset. it's so bad. So um, she smashes her head against the mirror, calling herself a bad girl. She picks up a glass shard. She tries to kill James Marsden. Um, Marsden disposes of her pretty easily for somehow. Um, and then we cut and we see the doctor from the school working on her, like, like right. bringing her back to life somehow. And that's the only time we mention he's like, oh, these these kids, they get horny and they turn crazy. That is right. almost verbatim what he says, and that right. is all we hear about it. That's it. Right. It's over. That's it. That's that's never brought up again. Um. So uh, one of the jocks confronts uh, Katie Holmes in the in the boiler room where do she you, retrieves the DVD. Do you remember that from the trailer? That scene, like I had like a uh, flashback to like the why not? Uh uh uh. I'm gonna tell you something. Okay. Uh, here. Uh, Rachel, okay. uh, I, I didn't even know this movie fucking existed until somebody uh, until somebody gave it to us for a Patreon pick. And then a bunch of people after that were like, you should do that movie. You should do this movie. And I was like, really? This movie looks. F-. Yeah. And it, but like I was kind of appealed. There was an appeal to it because of the teen movie thing, because I do. I know I'm a sucker for them. Like they're fun. Right. Right. Uh, unfortunately, this was not the case. <laughs> not the case. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I didn't know this existed. I didn't even know it came out in our time. <laughs> I totally remember the trailer for this movie coming out because it was on, like, I mean, I wanted to see it, but I never saw it. And, I, I mean, I would have been, like, I don't know. I probably would have thought it sucked, too, back came even out back in the then. summer, July, July 98. There's probably um, something better I saw in July of 98. I'm I'm looking up in two thousand. Wait, uh, what else? What else came out in July of ninety eight? <laughs> oh wait, I'm looking in two thousand eight. I was like two thousand eight. Um, July in nineteen ninety eight. Well, let's look at all the movies released. Well, obviously, we were all watching Armageddon. <laughs> you know what? I never saw that movie because it looked fucking stupid. 
Oh, oh you wait. know, wait a minute. You know, oh, what? Armageddon did come out in July. Uh, no. That's so funny. You know what movie I did see in July of 98 that I fucking loved? And what? this is going to erase all my credibility with your listeners is Ever After with Drew Barrymore. Hang on. I can't hear you at all. Oh, you know what else came out is Can't Hardly Wait. And that is the superior Ethan Embry movie. Okay, let's take a look at the movies that came out <laughs> in July 98. Wait, 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 wh- wait. This will wait, alarm you. Wait, Wild Things. One of the best, one of the best, like, whodunit noir movies ever made. Don't fucking I've at me. You know I'm, dude, it is so good. It is so over the top and ridiculous and good. And, like, Kevin Bacon's in it and he's great. You have to see Wild Things. You have to see Wild Things. You have to watch it tonight, dude. Sean. I would honestly, I'm looking at these movies that came out and I would be shocked if, if, if the, I'm shocked that this movie even went to theaters because you had Armageddon, you had Lethal Weapon 4, which There's I fucking something saw something about in Mary. Something about Mary, Madeline, which I saw in theaters. Wait, no, Madeline, I didn't. I was thinking of, uh, what's the one with the girl that has like telekinetic powers? Uh... Fuck, people are going to fucking at the shit out of me. It's a Roald Dahl book, I think. Oh, oh, Matilda. That came out in 1995. Matilda. 96. It was like 96, 95. Okay. Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers, I saw. You saw that one? I remember that, but I didn't see it. There's fucking Mulan. Good movies out. There's so many good movies out. It's unbelievable. The Truman Show, The Parent Trap, all of these came out in July. How were there this many movies that came out in July of 1988? Oh, my God. Simon Birch came out. (laughs) (laughs) Simon Simon Birch came out in in September. Do you remember that trailer? I was like, who the fuck would watch this? As a kid, I was like, I was so confused about the audience of that movie. I was so, I never saw it, but I vividly remember the trailers being like, this is not for me. This is not. This the is not for, for anybody. This, like even as a kid, I was like, "This looks so fucking depressing." And right. like, <laughs> dude, Why Rush Hour s- was in September. The, wow, Urban Legend was in September. Half Baked. Halloween H two O came out around this time too. Halloween H two O was August. Wow. So like obviously no one no one was watching this fucking movie. <laughs> no. But it, it made its money back. It, it, I guess it made its money back. That's unreal. Wow. That is unreal because Look, Dirty well, we, Work came out in June. And I guess it should have probably had way more people. I guess it's because we didn't have really like the internet was really bad then. So that's why people yeah. were seeing more movies in the theaters. You're right. Obviously, we didn't have like we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have social media to be like, this movie sucks. (laughs) Absolutely. Fucking Simon Bird. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking movie. That fucking movie. I remember people were like kids like our age were making fun of that movie. And not making fun. And not making fun of the kid, because I think the kid has like it's like a special needs type of movie. But like (laughs) Like they were just like, what the fuck is Simon Birch about? Like, I feel like no SNL made fun of it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was such a weird concept. It just looks Fucking so. Simon Birch. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm looking at the poster for it. Is that Oliver fucking Platt? Is that Oliver yeah, fucking, fucking Platt? 
Oliver Platt, Oliver Platt's prime was like late late nineties. Yeah. Dude, he thrived. You know what's an underrated Oliver Platt movie? <laughs> what? I need to know this. It also came out in nineteen ninety eight. I think that was <laughs> his um. <laughs> Three to Tango, starring Nev Campbell, Matthew Perry, and Oliver Platt. Oh, yeah, that did. I saw that on the list. I saw that on the list. That movie is like one of my favorite rom-coms, and I hate rom-coms. I fucking hate romantic comedies, and that movie slaps, okay? It's a good movie. It's probably super dated, and like as somebody who is in the LGBT community, like I'm sure like rewatching it now, like... I, I might be a little like, oh, this has some, uh, you know, kind of dated things in it. Right, right, right. But I definitely have like that is a movie. If that came on like on a day I was sick, I would watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, 99 it came out. OK, it's good. You should watch it. It's so stupid. But it has Oliver <laughs> Platt. <laughs> <laughs> well. Back into this fucking piece of shit movie. Um, it's so much funner to more fun to talk about other movies. Uh, so Katie Holmes is in the boiler room and that, that same jock that, that got Terminator eyes about her ass uh, finds her down there and starts to rape Katie Holmes, like sexually assaults her for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like grabbing her, pulling off her pants. It's did not expect it. They yeah. did not expect to see that in this movie. Uh, uh, but Katie Holmes drops a sick line here. She says, you couldn't repulse me more if you were made of shit and maggots. <laughs> solid. It was solid, solid burn. Yeah, it was a sick burn, um, Katie. Yeah. But she escapes because rat guys, uh, rat machine, uh, makes this sound. That makes his head go crazy, and the kid smashes it, loses his mind, and uh, Katie Holmes is able to escape. Again, very similar to the faculty in that it's right. like a very simple solution, uh, and, and that they're like, oh, wait, we can fix this, or whatever. I thought, um, and this is another point in the movie where I was like, oh, this is where it has to be going, right? I was like, oh, they're going to rig those up to like the speakers throughout the school, right? That's what they're going to do. That's the next logical right. thing. No, that's not what happens. Well, at least there's one theme in the movie that kind of ties everything together. There's one running string that gets revealed at the end. (laughs) And that's the only that's the only thing that from the beginning to the end. Right. Is the only running like over theme, but it doesn't even matter. So who cares? Um, Marsden and Holmes watch the video of Gavin that they got. And again, uh, well, it's kind of like a video will. I mean, he says nothing. The best part is he's like, take care of you, V, for me. Right, like, like he's his son. Take care of my large adult yeah. son, UV. But he doesn't say anything, um, except he mentions that the doctor worked at this hospital. Um, so, fu- so fucking Goofus and Gallant... <laughs> Fucking Katie Holmes and James Mars didn't go off to this other city to find the psych ward that he used to work in. And they just um, walk they get in. There. They just walk in. They just walk in and, um, you know. Sean, Sean. You see, you see. Sean. Yeah. This is not a psych ward. This is a haunted attraction themed as a psych ward. <laughs> this place pissed me off so much. Like, like this this like 
this is so it was so wrong. It was like, first of all, it was like, oh, oh, okay, it's an abandoned psych ward. They're going to like find some files. Right. Because that's what it looks like. It has. It has <laughs> that's some, right. They do say it's abandoned. They say it's closed down. <laughs> it's it not. Is, it is not closed down. There are there, there is a security guard there. And a nurse. <laughs> and a nurse. And like, but they're just sort of letting everyone roam free. Like that is, this is not an accurate representation of like, what maybe in like 1903, this is what psych wards looked like, but like not in 1998. Not even, not even, not even in 1903 had the most abysmal psych wards in, in the history of the world. This is like and other still level. somehow, this is worse. This is worse. It's somehow <laughs> worse. It is a bad haunted attraction at Universal Studios. That's what this is. Yeah, my- my notes are the same thing um, that that uh, my note is it's clearly filmed by someone who has uh, never seen or did any type of research into what a psych ward is. It was honestly um, like it was, I'm not offended by a lot, but I was offended by this. Like it was honestly offensive. Like do like because it's fucking stupid. It's like so it doesn't stupid. take a lot. It's fucking dumb. And, and like your point is like. Okay, like may you could even say like maybe it's abandoned because they're all roaming free. They're not because the first guy you see is fucking locked up. So, so <laughs> it's a functioning psych ward, but they're just like, oh, a crazy girl putting on her makeup all crazy. Oh, here's a guy brushing his teeth, <laughs> brushing his teeth, not in front of a sink. I guess that's pretty pretty nutty like they, they uh, all have their own like crazy thing they're doing it's like th- th- whoever wrote this hates mentally ill people i don't even think they know that it's a thing i like <laughs> I, I think it's like <laughs> judging by what they're putting in i don't think they even know that mental illness is a real thing and they're just like it's like a what, cartoon like, it's almost as, it's like an alien it's like if you told an alien <laughs> if you didn't know what a, <laughs> if you if you didn't know what a psych ward was and you had to explain it to an alien, the the alien would paint this portrait. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Um, it was so bad. And they ultimately are just, yeah, they're walking around and they lock themselves in a room with this woman who is mentally ill, of course. And uh, she starts repeating this thing about um, like uh, the flowers. I, I forget. It's something about. Flowers and musical, like the thing that makes the music's hid, hidden behind the flowers. And she's like repeating this same thing over and over again. Um, musical creatures behind the flowers. And she starts screaming it and it's getting the other um, patients worked up. And then Katie so James Holmes. Marsden. <laughs> then Katie Holmes. Well, wait, first, first okay. wait, 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 wait. Wait, because first James Marsden grabs her by the shoulder. Oh, like they're oh, in right. a psych ward. James Marsden grabs her by the shoulders and <laughs> And it's like, will you just shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and then and you're like, wow, that's bad. That's bad. But then, then Katie Holmes <laughs> fucking assaults her. Katie Holmes assaults a mentally ill woman. Punches her face. <laughs> it was so <laughs> and unnecessary. And then <laughs> this is the part of the movie that enraged me the most. Even worse than her assaulting this poor mentally ill woman is they they look at the wristband and it's the name the same name as like the doctor who's transforming all these students into the blue ribbon club so they're like oh that's his daughter and then it smash cuts to them running down the halls 
and you think it, you're like, oh, here comes the montage to Flagpole Sitta because that's the song you put for a montage. That is specifically a right. montage song. No, that is not what happens. You hear like the smallest piece of that song ever, and it does not go with the tone of that scene at all. Or the tone of the movie at all. I right. Mean, the, the movie has no tone, but the, the overall tone, I would say, is super serious because like the jokes aren't landing. Nothing's right. landing. Um, so you would, ass- this is the most carefree scene I've ever seen in my life. This is like, <laughs> they're supposed to be running for their they're lives. Run- they're running, ha- they're running hand in hand, like, Whoa! and to- and when you do that to flagpole Sitta, you don't actually think it's like an urgent matter. <laughs> no, no. It's like, that's like, like- paranoid, paranoid. And you're running <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is funny. This is fucking funny, but it's <laughs> not a funny scene at all. And then, and then like, it doesn't even go on long enough. For it to like them to no. be doing stuff to the song. It's like, what a wasted use of that song. What a fucking wasted what, use of it. What does that reveal even matter? Nothing. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that reveal to mean something. And um, it doesn't at all. No, it, because you think it, it can be. Kid. And, and you think you're like, oh, he's going to use that to, against the doctor. He's going to weaponize this information against the doctor. Exactly. No, like, he, I, I take he, him down somehow with that info. No, it doesn't come back. He doesn't even mention it to the fucking guy. He, he does. He does briefly. Oh, he, he does? He, yeah. Later on when they get him, he mentions it. He says, like, the pretty little musical creatures among the flowers. And the doctor goes, eh, I couldn't save her. She was a lost cause. And then he just continues I need I need I need to watch this movie with David Lynch and just watch him like throw up into a paper bag like <laughs> for an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> because this is like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like people talk about David Lynch's movies not making sense, me included. And and, and this is just fucking out of control. Like this is also, fucking out of control. Not to mention the fact this is something I fucking hate in movies like in teen movies when they do this is when they try and invent slang. That like kids oh do not say. Do you know what I'm talking about in this movie? Of course. <laughs> Katie Holmes. And she's the only one who says it. It's not even like a thing at the school that people say. She's the only character that's like, that's Razor. <laughs> it's weird. And they still do that in these movies. Like, I'm not hip with like what kids say, but even in um like Unfriended, a few people said something and I was like, ooh, like... Right. I don't think I don't think anyone says that. <laughs> I, it just like, like it's fucking weird. Yeah, it, it that I like look. No, I have never heard. Please like let us know if you or anyone you knew who was no a teenager in 1998 no. said that's Razor. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> um, so well, they escape. They stick, they escape, they get a car, um, and they go to get gas, and the bad cop shows up. Now, it would mean more if we knew more about the cop's details, what his affiliation was with the Blue Ribbon Club, other than that we he helped nothing. them. We know nothing. We know nothing. We've seen him help them once and a half. <laughs> we don't even know and, what, um, what's in it for him. I didn't even know if parents were part of it or not. Like, they had the parent meeting, so I assumed they kind of were. But, like, like, you don't really know. But there's no way that many parents would be okay with them lobotomizing their children. Okay? 
like maybe maybe two two sets of parents who are fucking insane. What what is it that they even do to them? They imp- they put like a piece of ember in their eye. They put like a smoke a burning hot chip through their eye while they like clockwork orange them. And what does it do? What does it do? <laughs> oh my god, the clockwork orange. Okay, so. They, they get stopped by a cop. The cop arrests them. But again, the janitor is always there at the right time. Right. And uh, he he saves them and helps them escape. They get to the Marsden house where his parents have been. Uh, they got got by the Blue Ribboners. Uh, and when he tries to escape, when Marsden and uh, Katie Holmes try to escape, the Blue Ribboners are all outside waiting for him. They beat the shit out of him. And uh, they attach him to a gurney. And uh, they bring him to the lab where we see Katie Holmes has already been strapped into some device. Um, And then they do the same to uh, James Marsden. Now, this is a ripoff of a clockwork orange 100%. Blatantly. (laughs) Just like... uh, The the eyes are propped open. And he's being forced to watch (laughs) film. Now, (laughs) clockwork orange... Has this amazing sequence of just like the most horrifying shit you've ever seen in your life. Just being flashed before your eyes, right? Like Holocaust, war, you know, all these terrible things. <laughs> for some reason, for these guys, they're flashing like a bad. little girl walking around. And it's like bad stock footage. And it's like the same five images that just repeat. That mean and, nothing. And also the words like, the words um, like, go, go, oh, fuck, I forget what it said. It was like. Be good, go blue. <laughs> yeah, it's like the be all you can be army commercial, but not. It's just like it was so bizarre. It was so fucking bizarre. It was like, yeah, it was really weird. Um, and then uh, James Marsden, who has stolen a scalpel, which would do nothing, n- manages to not only escape but like dismantle his entire chair. <laughs> Like when he escapes, he pulls like 13 pieces apart. <laughs> in the like, nick of time. And then in the nick of time. And he stabs one of the doctors with the scalpel. Yep. And then he And then he's he clocks that other doctor over the head with like a metal pipe. I don't know where he found that. But that was almost comical when he did that. <laughs> and he saves uh I almost switched her name to her character name for the first time for, in the entire And for some show. reason, they like knocked her out. Like they put her under, but they didn't put James Marsden under. That made no, no sense. No, he was live. Yeah, he was live. <laughs> he, he was live. And so, so he escaped. saves her. They escape. And then UV and the sister pull up in a pickup truck. Where did they come from? Where did they fucking come from? And how did they know where they were? But it doesn't matter because UV delivers like some of the best lines here where he's like, uh, he pulls up and they're trying to get in, but the door's locked and they're like, let us the fuck in. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Like, oh, right. And UV's like, what's the capital of South Dakota? North Dakota. And James Marsden's like, how the fuck would I know? And he's no. like, all right, you guys are good. <laughs> that line that James Marsden did when he said, how the fuck would I know was the best acting in the entire film. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so was um, UV being like, all okay. right, all right. Yeah, all right. And that was, that was the only joke that landed. And that was the best acting of the movie. That, <laughs> like, just that, it, just it, that. 
It was as if it was the first time James Marsden had actually been asked this stupid question. <laughs> um, it was great. It was really good. So they escape, but then they, they're going down the road and they find the road is blocked by all the blue ribboners again. They're everywhere. They're trapped. They're done. They're cooked. Uh, the, the, the doctor's there. He's like, just give up. Just join us. They're trying to get to the uh, ferry. And um, why wouldn't you just... Oh, whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But Ratman shows up again. And he comes... He, <laughs> he comes and he reveals that he has a super rat boombox in the back of his fucking El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he turns it on and it's just playing this obnoxious noise and it starts frying their brains. Now, now I don't know <laughs> if you wrote this down also, but he calls James Marsden something that I don't. But I, re- I remember I remember what he calls him. It's I forget what it is. He calls it's him like, it oh, twice. He calls boy? him it twice. Food, food in, boy. No, <laughs> lunch boy. Now, lunch boy. the way he the, the way he says he says. Wait, do he goes do good things, lunch boy. He he says lunch boy twice in just this one he scene, but the way Fact. he yep. says it, the way he says it to him is as if that's what he's been calling him the entire movie. This is the first time the first we've, time heard, we've him. heard it. This is the first, <laughs> first time, time we've heard fucking <laughs> heard it. And it's so out of place. <laughs> and like he didn't particularly have a relationship with James Marsden's character. Not he, at all. He Not had, at all. He had a relationship with Gavin. Like maybe he could right. like that would have made sense if he had always called Gavin lunch boy. But like suddenly suddenly he's like, do good things, lunch boy. It's my favorite. The ending was so fucking ridiculous. I've never seen anything quite like it. So he's like, he, so he turns on the music and he's like, come and get it. You blue bastards. And he starts driving and all the blue people, all the blue, blue ribboners follow him. So it's, you know, it's the Pied Piper, right? Right. The rat man, the guy that kills rats is truly the Pied Piper and he's leading them. And um, yeah, he talks to <laughs> he talks to uh, Marsden and does that speech. And he's <laughs> bleeding things. from oh, like I a bullet wound down. or something. Yeah. Also, Marsden is now riding a dirt bike around like he's a fucking Wait, where did, cross Where did champion. he get the fucking dirt bike? Where did this dirt bike come from? <laughs> I swear to God, this is the first time we've yeah. seen it. And he's like an expert at it. Like, <laughs> Oh, an expert. Oh, it's insane how good he is. <laughs> and the final scene is unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> So the blue the blue ribboners start attacking the the El Camino and they're 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 grabbing at him and and he's made it clear that he's gonna kill him like he's like he's basically told Marsden he's sacrificing himself and uh he this this episode's almost two hours um, <laughs> and they're they're attacking they're attacking the truck and um and so I thought he was gonna fucking blow it up. I thought he was going to explode it because it's the only thing that makes sense to Wait, blow up all these kids. Don't forget the wall quote. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and it cuts to <laughs> it cuts to Ratman in the front seat, and he goes, <laughs> "Hey, teacher!" But the way he delivers it is unbelievable. He goes, "Hey, te- <laughs> hey, teacher!" And he pauses. <laughs> Leave them kids alone. <laughs> and then. And then he drives off the goddamn dam, <laughs> off the cliff. 
I watched this scene over three times because it was I, I couldn't believe my fucking eyes of what I was seeing that this is how they it, choose. I'm like, wait a minute. Those are all still kids. How many kids would also have survived that? Like so many would have just been like <laughs> mangled and fucked up. It makes up. no sense. Hey, 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 teacher, leave those kids alone. Well, <laughs> somehow he manages to bring drag all of them into the dam and kill them all. A <laughs> hundred students he kills. Uh, and then the leader is still alive. The doctor's still alive. He shows up. He has a fist fight with James Marsden at the edge of the dam. And Marsden, Marsden kicks him off of it. Um, He goes and reunites with his... <laughs> He needs to make it. He he sent UV and his sister to the to the ferry. He's like, you guys get out of here. So he's trying to catch up with him, and he's riding. And on he this dirt jumps. Bike. He jumps his dirt bike off the fucking <laughs> off the fucking like elevated dock and lands on the fucking ferry. <laughs> it was like this was like a like a fucking Jean Claude Van Damme move. Like all of a sudden, hundred percent. It's like. It was so a pure action sequence. A pure action sequence. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. And like a like a guy, like a guy who's working on the ferry sees it happen. And he just shrugs. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's not like, what is it's, going on? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Um, it's fucking insane. <laughs> and, and then him and Holmes have this moment at the end, and it makes no sense whatsoever because oh, yeah. it's like we're so okay first of all this ferry goes between two towns <laughs> and they're like where do we go now it's like i don't know oh he's like home and she's like where's home like guys you guys are still 16 and i'm pretty sure your parents are still fine well so that's what i was wondering you should probably go fucking home <laughs> Did like everyone die in this movie? Like that they're not even like holy shit, I can't believe like half of our class is dead. It made no sense, but it makes even less sense the ending where they cut oh. to an unruly school, unruly inner city school. Um and the the principal comes in and says, "We have a new student teacher starting today and it is Gavin." I was so, so bummed out about that. I was so bummed. Gavin <laughs> Gavin Gavin is alive and well and he's um <laughs> he's the new teacher. He really thought they really thought they were going to do a sequel with this. They're like we got to they're going to we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger so we can do what a sequel. What would you even do though? Cuz it makes no fucking sense cuz like I don't know. It was so upsetting. I was really upset by that choice. That they didn't go with the Gavin was the infiltrator. That he was like the mole. All right, here, here's a couple scenes that were cut out. A couple notable scenes that were okay. cut out. Okay, okay. A love scene. So as they're leaving, Steve makes the decision to return to Cradle Bay to rescue his sister, uh, which upsets Rachel, who is Katie Holmes, who then tells Steve that all of her ambitions of escaping Cradle Bay and going to college have now evaporated with their new revelation of the Blue Ribbon Program. I don't know why. What? <laughs> when is that supposed to happen? Is that supposed to happen after the reveal? That's supposed of to happen after. I think it's supposed to happen after the. Um, no, I think it's supposed to happen after the psych ward. Because that's why he goes back. Right. He's like, I got to save my sister. I th well, oh, yeah. that's not spoken. That's not spoken. But you can kind of pick it up because that's why he goes back. He immediately goes to his sister. Right. Right. Um, well, he insists on returning to his sister. 
Rachel relents and goes with him. So Rachel's not happy, but she goes with him. And on the ferry back to Cradle Bay, Cradle Bay, Steve and Rachel use this time to have sex in Rachel's truck. <laughs> While they're on the ferry? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That Why was... is that a scene? What? <laughs> what? How does that make the uh, movie better? I don't know. And the, I mean, they cut it, thank God. But like, can you imagine this fucking director cut? The guy's like, they took it away from me. Yeah, probably for good cause. Probably for good fucking cause. Um, all right. This this is the alternate ending. And there's a fact in the alternate ending that cracks me up because it makes no sense. All right. After defeating Calicot, Steve gets on the ferry and discovers his friends. <laughs> okay, so Steve does the fucking jump. <laughs> right. Okay, so the ending changes a little bit. So there's no Gavin. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the ending stays the same. Steve jumps the ferry and discovers everyone's been held up by at gunpoint by Gavin. Oh. And it turns out he was not affected by the noise, which we already knew about. Because, <laughs> because he was wearing his headphones. <laughs> Still <laughs> trying to be his friend. <laughs> Why didn't they just say he wasn't around? Right. <laughs> anyway, still trying, still trying to be his friend. Steve, Steve pleads with Gavin, and they need to get him some help. Gavin refuses on the false belief that everything helped him with without the realization that the program's effects which cause him to react. He tries to shoot Steve with a shotgun. And UV shoots him three times with the gun. Because <laughs> remember, Steve stole Gavin's gun. Remember, Steve stole Gavin's no, gun. No, I don't even remember Earlier that. The, when Gavin, when Gavin and him leave the school after which watching the PTA, Gavin pulls out a gun and is like, oh, "I don't right. even know what he's going to do with it." And, and Steve like, takes it away from him. Yeah, Steve's like, "What the fuck." <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess somehow UV has that gun now and shoots <laughs> shoots his friend Gavin three times. As he lays dying, as he, wait. And UV shoots him with three times the gun that Steve took away from him. As he lays dying on the ground, Gavin escapes out. Oh, Gavin, Gavin gets out of the hypnosis oh, to chastise God. a. To, cha to chastise a heartbroken UV for not being able to kill him in fewer than three shots. <laughs> that wasn't even their relationship. Their relationship wasn't even like ball busting. <laughs> no. No. They had like a very. You couldn't kill me in three shots. <laughs> you fucking pussy. That's such like a John Wayne ending. Uh, his dying words are sarcastic remarks that his death will prevent him. This is the part that I laughed at because this is not in the movie, so I don't understand it. Uh, his dying remarks are a sarcastic remark that his death will prevent him from meeting his pre-transformation idol, Trent Reznor. Wait, what? <laughs> so, so he's like, so he's like being sarcastic, and he's like, "Guess I won't be able to meet Trent Reznor anymore." And this is like somehow a callback to before he was transformed into a, a, a blue ribbon. <laughs> Despite having survived the events that preceded them, the group is reminded that they still lost a friend in the process and everyone starts to cry. <laughs> 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 
that's the first time I read it. I knew that there was an alternate ending, but I, I didn't think it was that fucking funny. Oh my god! And ever and then what? And then the credits. <laughs> that's the credits. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Actually, you know what? That would have made the movie a hundred times better. <laughs> If That's had, so unbelievable. If they ended on everyone crying and suddenly this was like a sad movie. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's fucking incredible. I mean, if anything, if anything, it makes the most sense because, I mean, besides all the jokes that are in it, because like the jokes never landed, but that, that like morbid shitty ending makes perfect sense with the rest of this fucking movie. That was just so bland and boring. <laughs> Oh my god, that ending is so fucking funny. I love that this director's like fucking fucking shitty MGM fucking up my vision. I love that it even says and they all cry. <laughs> like that's like uh, Oh my god. Oh it's my, my favorite god. man. Oh my uh, favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Rachel, thank you for doing the show. This is a two-hour fucking show. Um, Unbelievable. We'll see. I'll see what makes the final cut. I don't know. I, I might do something funny with it. Uh, yeah. But we were here for two hours. So, yep. um, everyone, mean, we, this we, is we the Rachel have, Spectacular. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks we for having fun. me. I really appreciate it. For um, I know, I know everyone missed Joe. I get it. And... Um, you know, I'm happy to have him yeah. back, too, because now I can listen to the show again. That's it. That's right. Right. So I appreciate it, though. Um, no one could have done it um, as good as you. That's for sure. Like, for real. Like, um, that's really sweet. You, Thank th- you. That's 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 a fact. Um, I've never I mean, besides Paul guest hosted. Um, and even that was a little more difficult because it's just a different dynamic. You need you need. Um, I don't know. You just need somebody that can talk. And um, you you definitely can. Well, it's even more than that, though, because, yeah, I mean, Paul, Paul's talked on episodes and is fine. But, yeah, it's it's hard to find an actual coast like I could do this with you. Like anytime Joe cancels, I'm just going to call you instead. Let's do it. (laughs) And be like, do it. Hey, watch. Let's just do disturbing behavior again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I'll never have to watch this movie ever again in the rest of my life. Never again. Never Never again. again. All right. So um, you can find us at IHateHorror.com, Facebook.com slash IHateHorror. And I'm on Instagram at IHateHorror. And you can find Joe at Boognish1985. He's got that music podcast he... uh he he's ditching me for and it's fine <laughs> but anyway where where can we find you rachel well i have a podcast called hollywood crime scene it is a true crime podcast but it is uh comedy so if you don't want to hear uh, uh if you go in expecting a serious true crime podcast you won't get it it is very research heavy so you will get that you'll get to learn a lot but uh you know don't expect like uh fucking NPR, just FYI. Uh, and you can find us at, uh, Hollywood crime scene on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, join our group, Hollywood crime scene friends, or you can follow my personal Facebook account, the Rachel Fisher and, uh, follow me on Instagram at childlike empress. And I think, I think almost everyone that's listened to the show and tried you guys out has been like, I love it. We knew our fans were listening to you before, 
you did the show because all of a sudden all of my fans were posting about your show, which was cool. Oh, um, yeah, it's been and, really nice. People have reached out to me uh, that are fans of your show and everyone's been very sweet and supportive and, and I really appreciate it. I, I really uh, like reading the messages that have been sent for what you guys do to true crime is like and we've talked about this before. What you guys do with true crime is exactly what we did with horror movies. Like you're going to find some cool facts, but for the most part, <laughs> we're just a couple dickheads making jokes <laughs> Yeah, about at the end of the ab- day, ab- about the subject matter, <laughs> about the right. same subject matter. Right. Uh, and, so if yeah. you like it, entertainment fans like us, right? Like, yeah, um, I mean, we said this tr- before is like, I know we said yeah. this before is like, you know what? Not every podcast is going to be the podcast for you. And that's fine. And like, fucking 10,000 of them yeah like i love that there's so so many options i fucking love it we gotta go we gotta go all All right right. everyone thank you uh uh thank you something (laughs) something for joe uh for joe and rachel this is sean stay weird thank you adios Zombie getting sliced and diced. A monster. Mutilate. 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 Mutil